Hello there, nerds, and welcome to Go To There, 30 Rock Podcast, the weekly chronological journey through 30 Rock, looking at the jokes, the references, the highs, the lows, and all of the blurgs that come with one of the best shows of the 21st century. As always, I'm your host, Curtis Stone, and joining me is... David Amick. And welcome to episode 38, season 3, episode 2, Believe in the Stars. I don't believe in stars. Well, they exist regardless if you believe in them or not. I don't think that's true. Or do you refer to stars as in space stars or celebrity stars? What's the context here? That's for me to know and you to figure out. Okay. Hopefully you give me clues. Anyway, David, if you would, please give us a quick summary slash synopsis of this episode. Uh, I think this is clearly the most racist uh, Liz Lemon will ever get, and I'll explain why. I think that. So apart from that, uh, <laughs> it turns out that NBC has been inventing Olympic sports so Americans can win more medals and someone is ready to blow the whistle. As a part of that, Jack tests Kenneth Virtue. Uh, Liz Lemon has to go back to Chicago for jury, or to get out of jury duty and thinks she meets Oprah on the plane. And Jenna and Tracy evoke the spirit of Justin Trudeau to prove oh, who has it worse, white women or black men. That's topical. That's a pretty good reference. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, this is one of those episodes I remember. So I would have been in uh, college when this came out. So, like, I think Hulu... Hulu, I, f- I feel like around this time, Hulu was in its infancy. But I remember, like, between classes, I was watching this episode in, like, the library... And I when there's the scene when the Jenna's in blackface and Tracy's in whiteface and everyone's like arguing over who has it more difficult. I was in tears. I was laughing so hard. I had to just I kept replaying it over and over. I was like, this is the greatest thing ever because like the the Tracy with the claw and his explanation and just Jenna's obliviousness to like her blackface and just I don't know it was just all so funny because it's all just so sharp like everyone's talking over each other but they're not talking over each other there's like they're giving each other enough time to speak and oh it was so funny and it's still funny I think I mean it's you know it's not funny because it's racist but it's funny because it's just like it's so absurd that it's just like wow this is this is other level for me I don't I, I can't believe that it's still funny to me but I don't know any thoughts you have on the episode so overall, I thought it was all right. Like, I feel like this was the ratings peak of Thirty Rock because mm-hmm. it this was it was airing after The Office on Thursday evening, Thursday nights, and the Oprah yeah. cameo got a ton of promotion. Yeah. Um. So in terms of ratings, this is the high point I think of the show. Yeah, I think this is definitely- creatively. Not so much, but I don't right. know. Like, I mean, there are good parts. Like, the whole bit about inventing sports so Americans can win more mm-hmm. medals is hilarious. Like, the, the, the Oprah stuff they used to pretty good effect because, mm-hmm. you know, Liz thinks, you know, she's getting all this great advice and whatever. So, but, and it, it's played pretty funny. I um, think the reveal of that is also, obviously, it only works once, but it's still. Yeah. Uh, just. There's not a reaction, and then the reaction's over. It's the reaction keeps happening because there's new realizations about what Liz and her were talking about that helps her, helps Liz realize, oh my god, I'm even more worse than I just thought that I was. Like the her showing her breasts to her to like compare sizes and things like that was just like it just kept getting worse for her. It was not going to improve. Um, but yeah, I mean, it it all is hinged on Liz being racist, and it's the most racist I think she'll ever get. Because you could chalk it up that she's on the medication, 
but she just still in a blurry haze she saw a black woman with a gigantic hairstyle and just thought she's in first class she must be Oprah and it's just like and even though she keeps saying oh Oprah and Gail or I'm sorry Pam is saying my name is Pam I'm not Oprah she still insists it's Oprah and it's just like on that level it's really not funny but because it's it's played for laughs and Pam never explicitly says to her you're being offensive and, and things like that I guess it's just kind of forgiven I'm not sure like, do you think an episode like this would fly in modern life? Oh, I think so. You think so? Yeah, I think okay. so. Because, I mean, I think you can say that she was just so loopy from the medicine that she... I mean, because, I, I mean, they show at the end she makes references direct to saying that her name is Pam and saying things that, I mean, even if... I, I mean, you know what I mean? Like, directly saying, so you, she, a normal person even a normal racist person would realize, like, this is not that person because they keep saying they're not. So, yeah. you know. But I guess it's that idea of, like, uh, comedy, I don't know, like, because there's the whole thing with the Shane Gillis guy of SNL, like, he got fired because of comments that he made years ago. Um, or months ago. Was it months ago? Or Well, it's was a, that, well but some things were a year ago, some, some things were a month or two ago. Dug up that were older, anyway. And, uh, I don't know, it's just, like, I've seen a lot of people come out of the woodwork of, like, well, you know, comedy is comedy, and, like, shouldn't you be allowed to kind of just say whatever if it's in jest and it's like uh, I feel like I mean you can say whatever you, you want say, but, but if bad people are going to react how they're going to react and if they don't yeah. like what you're saying which then I think that's we how talked about react. that with like Louis C.K. a yeah. couple episodes back like yeah sure say whatever you want but that doesn't mean there's going to be an audience to listen and it might not be as big an audience as you once had and it's just like I don't know it's I get where they're coming from, and some have made some interesting arguments that I'm like, yeah, I, got, I, I see that, but I still, I don't think if your whole shtick is just saying racial slurs, like, where's the comedy? You're just saying shock value, and it's like, that that to me isn't funny. I mean, but, I, 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 I don't know what the shock value is. I mean, I, what, what, I don't know. I, I mean, like, I, I saw the Shane Gillis thing, and like, him, like, his 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 annoyance was yeah when I go to Chinese restaurants and it's like this this and this and it's like well okay I'm sorry you had a bad experience but to assume that all of them are like that and that it's okay to make these slurs because of a bad experience like well then you're not really telling a joke you're just being offensive and yeah. it's like well that that what's the joke that's not funny yeah just, oh this person and then like you know doing like the 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 racial voices and things and it's just like that's not a joke that's that's just you're upset and you're annoyed and so you're taking it out on someone and it's like that's silly that's yeah. not funny to me. i don't know if you saw today but he did a set i think yesterday and uh, he obviously talked about it. he said i'm fine with the consequences but something like it, but i'm paraphrasing but something effective like i read all the death threats against me in an asian accent and it's like what like what so, so the funny point is okay so the, the, it's quote unquote funny because he was in hot water for saying racist things about Asian people so the joke is oh it's ironic he would I mean so I mean like that, so that's you comedy lost your job like, because of it well what, I mean whatever he's gonna get I'm sure he's gonna get he got so much to write that he'll get whatever but it's like yeah. but it's like so I mean 
So, I mean, I think if you think that sort of thing is funny, it's just like, it's just, it's just dull comedy. It's like, it, it, it's not particularly clever. Like, if you think that it's clever, like, then, I mean, that says enough about your own opinion. You know what I mean? Because it's like yeah. the same people who are like, oh, oh I mean, I, I, I get why that is supposed to be funny or what the irony or whatever mm-hmm. the joke is. But, like, it's like that same thing as, like, just saying slurs is for shock value is, like, quote-unquote comedy. Like, that's how, like, what's that pushing bounds? Like, what boundaries are you yeah. pushing? Like, it's just like, like, it's just like if you find that sort of thing funny, it's just like... That's just so. I mean, it's so. It's, low. it's, it's, it's just brain dead. Co- I mean, yeah. it's, it's not funny. It's not clever. It's, you know what I mean. So even yeah. just from a pure comedy standpoint, it's like, I mean, how is that any different? If so, so if you're in the middle of a, a store and someone starts screaming out like obscenities, like, well, that's shock value. They're just screaming, screaming out obscenities in a public setting. Like, is that is that comedy? You know what I mean? Like, that's. I mean, yeah. it's, it's 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 just not funny. I think it's a dated. That sort of quote unquote shock value is a very dated form of what someone should find funny like yeah. you know i mean it, it it stems from the old idea of like uh, uh white comedians just sort of ran it and who's gonna like challenge them on on what they say so it's like yeah of course they can you know do slant eyes or do like buck teeth and be like oh asian stereotype jokes and it's like yeah it's but, like, what, but you there's consequences for that now because there are people also in the industry that are in a position of power to say like stop stop saying what you're doing it's not funny and it's offensive and it's it's uh, it's stereotyping an entire group of people yeah. well, that are probably in your audience and you're like I don't know it's it's so and it's but I think it's like I don't want to speak for those races that that you know maybe in the audience of this and are laughing along with it because for whatever reason they may see the comedy in it. But just as an outsider looking in, I'm just like, I don't, I don't get why this is funny. Because there's nothing, like you said, there's no, there's, there's no rules being broken. There's nothing being said other than just slurs. And it's like, I don't get why that's funny. But oh, okay. I mean, it's like just, if you can explain it to me, I still may not accept it. But I'd be like, okay, that makes more sense. But I don't agree with it, kind yeah. of thing. I don't know. It's very weird. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's just, it's just cheap comedy. I mean, there are shows that do things that are actually boundary pushing when it comes to racing Mm -hmm. like it's but it's it's i mean and i feel like a lot of those shows you don't necessarily get the same controversy like i mean i mean famously mad men had a scene where like the rich you know the rich people they're at this like party thing and two of the characters like do like blackface and do like a dance and like the, the, the whole point of it though is like it's these they're from new york you know there's the mm-hmm. oppressed people but it's like they're still going to this party and like you know putting on blackface and doing a hoedown it's like but it's 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 not endorsing them it's like showing how ridiculous it is. and i mean that's boundary pushing in that it's using blackface and it's using it to criticize like it's character moment but it's right. like you know what i mean but that that's an i don't know a, a an actual edgy slash funny way to do it not i mean just screaming racial slurs or whatever is like inherently just boring you know yeah so all right so let's look at that and we'll we'll stop this conversation soon because we got to start with the episode but so in this episode jenna's in blackface and you know she's singing ease on down the road from the whiz is that offensive well see that's the thing i mean okay so if someone said that they found offensive like i would be like no you're just no i wouldn't but but personally but i mean the whole point of it is to show that she's clueless Mm -hmm. and her own like Mm self-delusion and you know what i mean like the 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 other characters like talk about how ridiculous and offensive it is so it's also like her references that she's using is from the 70s like it shows how right exactly just like what a a modern black person would be into entertainment wise or or like why she, like this is what but it also like it's like well she's from the stage so 
that is a very prominent African-American production, so it, it makes sense yeah. for the character, for she would be seeing The Wiz, but it's also as like, has there really been no other African-American productions that you could have pulled from in maybe the last 20 years? Like, you could have pulled someone from Rent, maybe, to and sung one of those songs? Uh, maybe it was easier to license, you right. know, The Wiz. Well, I mean, I think it just adds to, I mean, it just adds to, the, the like, the, the Wiz is like, you know, right. the, 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 the go-to. The one black, I mean, I know it's not the one black musical, right. but I mean, a lot of people, to them, it's probably the one black musical, so it just, it's just more for character singing. Like, of course, right. she's doing something from The Wiz. But, yeah. I mean, um... But she also right. looks uncomfortable in that. Like, I don't know if she yeah. really wanted to do that. Like, yeah. Because she does her dance and she does her thing. And then, like, once they keep cutting... And she's only out, she's only in it for probably two minutes of screen time. But, like, she doesn't look like she wants to be doing it, which I think is on a... And this is me speaking just as a viewer. This is no insight or anything like that. But it really just makes her look uncomfortable. Like, she's like, I don't want to be doing this. Please don't have the, fo- the camera on me, like, too much. Because... I don't yeah. want this on my resume. Well, because the whole concept, I mean, it has a fraught history. Like, that's why, like, I don't know, people would be like, well, it's not really that big of a deal. Like, I don't understand. It's not like they're making fun. You know, I mean, well, I mean, obviously, in this, in this case, in this show, it was it, it was an actively offensive way to do it. But, like, in, I don't know, like, you'll see now, like, just with the, well, with the Justin Trudeau stuff, like, you'll see people on the internet being like, I don't understand why this is such a big deal. Like, it's not like he's, he, 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 he I mean, well, some some have taken the tack of like, well, yes, this was ta- this was like a really dumb thing to do, but his actions since then have shown that he is, you know, not he doesn't what blah, blah blah. But also, some people are just like, this isn't a big deal. It's not like he's at well, I don't know. I like, mean, that, that's the thing people say. Like, right. it's like it, it's like you're just dressing up like someone. You're just dressing up like someone, so it's flat. It's flattering, whatever. But it's like, but it's like they just want to willfully ignore that there is a long history of why that was used. And like, I mean, there are just certain things that. I mean, the, the, because of the history they've had, that's why their game is offensive. And it's like, right. yes, like people are uh, people are touchier about it. And like, mm-hmm. yes, like if if some random like you know white kid just like wanted to dress up like his favorite celebrity who was black and then did it, like yes, like they're doing it because they're quote unquote honoring them. But it's like there's a there's a history attached and the reason why it's not so straightforward. And it's, and it's you know and it's, 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 it's just dumb to say like oh we're just imitating someone that they like or what, you know yeah. what I mean. I mean, like, and even if it is coming from a like you said like a genuine like innocent place and they're not doing it to be racist and they're not using racist. Uh, like pejoratives or anything and they really just want to look like LeBron James or whoever like even if it's innocent you have to understand that despite your innocent appearance and your innocent intentions someone could see that and think that it's not okay because you're you could just wear the jersey without any blackface and still honor them in the same way or or still try and uh, look like them and, and without going so far to paint yourself up to look like an entirely different race and I think the reason there's such a pushback to it at least in the last 10 years and why there's those people that are like um, oh what's the big deal you know it's just the time it was the way it was back then it's like yeah well that may have been the way it was back then and he probably he probably got flack for it then but we're also in an age of, of the internet where literally something happens like we said you find out about it immediately and it can be shut down 20 years ago or 30 years ago whenever that was it a college yearbook or was it the college yearbook uh, or something I think I read that he would no I think it, I think it was just he was oh, it was when he was a teacher right I, well, I don't know I feel like I remember reading he was in his like 20s or early 30s when it yeah. happened so Which it was definitely he should have been old. I'm not defending him yeah he should have been oh I mean it's, it's not defensible I mean yeah. it's, clear, like, it's clearly happened plenty right. of times and he's done and, it multiple times right. and it's like um, but at that time 
the only proof was that photo and it took how many years for that photo to finally come out you know like yeah. if that had, if, and again I'm not defending him but if he had did that last Halloween yeah that's well, it would never have, it wouldn't have taken this long for it to come out it would have been like the very next day or the same day like yeah this is a problem this needs to happen so like the idea of like oh it's just it's and it's I don't know it's uh, yeah like you don't get to defend something like that if you're speaking from the same race of the person that's guilty because you're clearly going to be coming at it from a skewed or a sort of viewpoint that won't match the offended party. So it's just like, it's just shut up. Like you have no comment. Like just, just no comment. Just don't say anything because you're not going to make anything better. You're just going to add to the shit storm of people yelling and that's just going to make it a bigger mess um, than it already is. And it just like it, something like that needs to be called out and something needs to be said about it. It's that simple. Anyway. <laughs> Let's jump into the episode. Let's jump into the episode. We'll believe in the stars. Um, so yeah, a busy episode. Uh, this, I think, is one of the longer cold openings. Uh, as it kept going, I was like, man, are they ever going to get to the opening? But it basically sets up. Uh, basically, this sets up all the plot threads uh, that we'll see in the episode. So let's hop in. Mm-hmm. Is this important? It'll just take a second. Fine. But Mr. Donaghy is on another call right now and doesn't have time for a separate interaction with you. So everything he says will have to work for both conversations. Really? Lemon. Lemon works for your business call? Oh, right. Uh, well, I just wanted to let you know that I have to go to Chicago for jury duty because I never changed my residence to New York. Why not? Because I wanted to vote in a swing state, Jack. Also, I want to stay on the mailing list at Chicago Pizza Explosion. But how fast can you turn it around? Who, me? Oh, right, uh, I'll fly back in the morning. I never get put in a jury. I wear my Princess Leia costume, and they dismiss me immediately. Well, that sounds good for both of us. Thank you very much, sir. Ha, that last part didn't work both ways. You said, sir. I think it worked fine. I'll have Jonathan Cole travel and upgrade your flight. Sweet. What do you take to fly? Candy and magazines? <laughs> no, no, pills. Nobody flies without medication anymore. Why shouldn't you enjoy the same luxuries as a dog? Coma naprosil may cause dizziness, sexual nightmares, and sleep crime. It's very good. Tyler Brody on two, sir. Tyler Brody, the dude from the Olympics? Yes, he was the silver medalist in tetherball. <laughs> Speedman's caught an angle. Tyler Brody is flailing. And there's the coil. Lance Speedman is the Olympic tetherball champion. And Tyler Brody can't believe it. Boy, there sure are a lot of weird Olympic events these days. Uh, not that weird, Lemon. Tetherball, we faked. What? Why would you fake an Olympic event? For ratings. We staged several events so that Americans could win more medals. That's despicable. It took years of planning, and now Tyler Brody is threatening to go public and ruin everything. So obviously I have a lot on my plate and no time to babysit the sixth floor, so before you go gallivanting off to Chicago, make sure you get your people under control. Be a manager. Yeah, uh, yeah. So you're the Olympic fan of the the production. Uh, why don't we have Olympic tetherball? Yeah, why doesn't human tether or human tether human tetherball? Oh God! <laughs> what do you think tetherball should be an Olympic sport, and why not? Skateboarding is now, so why not tetherball? 
skateboarding is? Are you yeah. sure about that? Yeah. That wasn't the last Olympics that I remember. It's going to be in the Sonic and Mario Olympics. So well, it it's in the Sonic a, and Mario Olympics. It must be an official Olympic sport. No, I mean, I'm pretty sure it is. Well, I, I would say, I mean, I, I know it wasn't the last one, but maybe they've added it for the for the one next year in Tokyo. I don't really know. Um, anyway, sorry. What, what was what, I don't know. Like I, 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 so this is sort of uh, pinning back into the end of the second season where Kenneth went to Beijing for the Olympics. So. Right. And I think this is the last Olympic joke we have for a while, um, but I don't know. I feel like this, they sort of gave up on this plot after the, or before the first act uh, sort of ends. Like, we don't really, like, it, it leads into the Kenneth and Jack storyline of, you know, moral and, and, and ethics and stuff like that. But uh, this whole Olympic scam, I don't think, ever comes back, and it doesn't even last the, the entirety of the episode. So it's kind of like, I don't know, it's, it just seems weird. But also, like, I, well, it goes on and they expand more, like, you know, why they faked it and, and you know, for, like, the moral, or not the moral, but the, the uh, well, yeah, I guess the more, no, no, I'm sorry, not the morality, but the um, morale, rather, of the American uh, public. But I don't know. I don't, what's your favorite Olympic sport? So my favorite winter sports are curling and the snowboarding well i, I get the, the uh the what do they call it the the snow cross or whatever but it's like i guess they, they do a snowboard and they do it i think with skis too it's like where it's uh like you go down the slope and there's like three or four tricks or whatever you have mm-hmm. to do a flip around or whatever that's like always fun to watch pipes. uh well it's not a half pipe it's not a half pipe it's like it's like so it's like a big mountain and like you ski down or snowboard down the mountain and it's like every little bit like you have like mm-hmm. a ramp that you go off of or grind mm-hmm. on and like it's like, like three or four down the hill and like you do a trick off each down to the bottom mm-hmm. um so that's winter in summer let's see I watch I don't know I, uh, I, in the summer I, I watch pretty much everything um I don't know diving swimming that's what comes to mind for me is polo polo's one right uh, water polo, yeah. yeah. I don't really, I don't watch that so much though. Yeah. Oh, handball! Handball is fun to watch because that's not. It's like it's a sport that is a lot more popular, I think, in Europe than it is here. So, mm-hmm. it, but it's it's basically like um, I don't know, like lacrosse or soccer, but throwing a ball instead of you know sticks or kicking or whatever. So that's fun to watch because you don't, you really don't see it otherwise because it doesn't have a whole career in America. Obscure. So, I, I mean, I feel like America probably has a team for it, but it's not like. You know, I mean, it's like a, a lot of like European countries, especially like that, are the ones that usually excel in it. So that's fun to watch because it's, it's super fast paced, and you know, so there's a lot of scoring. Yeah. So probably those bas- basketball. That's still mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. I feel like that was a big deal in the '90s. I don't know if it's. I don't. I mean, I don't follow it as much, but I remember like the dream team of the '90s was like they would just go over there and dominate. And I don't think we've had a team. Um. That has really dominated since then. I'm sure we have. Well, but... I think we won some medals, but it depends on like the. Well, there there was a big thing recently because I guess the basketball had their like world championships mm-hmm. in the past couple weeks, and like the U.S. team lost randomly in like the quarterfinals or something. Yeah. Like I saw a thing that like, compared the lineup of the team now to like several years ago, and it was like several years ago it had like a lot of big name people, mm-hmm. and this team didn't really have big names. So I don't yeah. know if it's that the big name people aren't well, doing as much I mean, right now or I th- what exactly I think I was talking to a co-worker about it a few weeks ago and I was asking like is the dream team still a thing and they were like they are but because I think the way the qualifying typically goes and when they play it's generally around their off season or just when the new basketball season is about to start and it's the idea of like well do I want to strain myself and put more work on myself 
for the Olympics and then immediately have a small break and come back and play a full season. And most are just opting out of doing that. So mm-hmm. I think they have like, I don't want to insult these people, but like they're, you know, third and fourth string players are the ones that are generally qualifying for the Olympics. And mm-hmm. I'm sure they're doing well for the most part, but like they don't have, you know, like Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen and all those guys from the 90s haven't played in 20 years. And so they don't, the dream team isn't, a thing as much as it used to be. I don't, I, but I, I'm, I could be completely ignorant on that. I don't follow sports at all. So, yeah, I have no favorite sports. I don't really do Olympics stuff. But your favorite sport is sports entertainment. Nope, <laughs> that's not a sport. That's a made-up thing. Liz, Tracy is countersuing me. Good morning. For defamation of character, how can you defame someone who's been arrested in three different Chuck E. Cheeses? Do you know who I am? Jenna, I'm not taking sides in this lawsuit thing. It's ridiculous. Uh, Tracy's video game never would have worked without my voice acting. I deserve to get paid. Liz Lemon! Yeah. Nemesis? Liz, will you tell Tracy I don't even want to speak with him? Okay, two can play at that game. Liz, could you please tell Kenneth that Liz wants him? That's not even... Oh, okay, that's it. I am calling Human Resources and setting up a mediation for you. I told you, I don't drink that much at work. Mediation is a binding form of non-judicial dispute resolution. I watched Boston Legal nine times before I realized it wasn't a new Star Trek. Hmm. Liz, you have to admit this is unfair. I got nothing. Meanwhile, Grizzon.com bought a boat. Cape Hatteras is lovely this time of year. Uh, well, of course Tracy takes care of his boys and not you. He thinks he can take advantage of you because you're a woman. Men think they can get away with anything. It's like when Adrian Brody kissed Halle Berry at the Oscars. No one has it harder in this country today than women. It turns out we can't be president, we can't be network news anchors, Madonna's arms look crazy. Mm-hmm. Tyler, I know you're upset we didn't pick you for the gold, and I'm going to make it up to you. How would you like to host a deal or no deal in the privacy of your own home? I think I'll hold a press conference instead. Tell the world there's no such thing as Olympic tetherball. <laughs> or synchronized running, or octuples tennis. It's all a lie. A white lie that did a lot of good for this country's morale. Did you know that President Bush's approval rating was almost as high as 15% following the Olympics? Gasp, Olympic hero Tyler Brody. Olympic fraud. There is no such thing as Olympic tetherball. They made it all up for the ratings. What are you saying? Tyler, you can be the voice of Knight Rider. I'm listening. Wouldn't you think he'd have to sign like an NDA or something that he would never talk about that? Which, I mean, I guess if it's still in the realm of the NBC, like he's not telling any, like if he told his family, that would be a bigger issue than telling someone that works in NBC, but. Well, it's like they don't explain it, but like, so are these matches, it sounds like these matches then aren't scripted if, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, is it supposed to be an actual, or even though it's not a real sport, are there the quote unquote athletes actually making an effort to try to win or something like that? Yeah, is it all premedicated or, yeah, premedicated outcomes? Like, he was supposed to only get the silver, he was never supposed to win the gold, and that's what he's upset about? Yeah. Or was he promised the gold and they decided to give it to someone else, and that's why he's upset? Like, they don't really explain it. Yeah. Um, Although. I realize the point of it is supposed to be absurdity, but like, I wonder how they judge synchronized running. Cause like, what, like, yeah. <laughs> like, 
How does, it, how does one win synchronized running? Is it, is it like it, it, is it like you're running to be the fastest and you get like a time penalty for you know like a second every time you're not in sync or something and is then it, fast time it wins like or is it all judged? Yeah, exactly. You're, you're doing it to music, so you have to do it in time. Or yeah, is it and then it's just purely judged it's by running. Me. Like, do you do you have to go the same? Yeah. Dis- like it's it's again. No, it's the, hilarious. I just was like, like yeah. I, I I'm just curious, like how. <laughs> yeah, like the octuples. How, how medals are declared? Yeah. yeah, like that would be that honestly would be really fun to watch because it's like volleyball, but instead of one ball and nine players, it's eight people on the court at the same time, and they all have balls and they're all swinging at the same balls, and it's just like it just looks. I like would want to be in the back row because the people in the front row are probably getting hit all That's, the time. Yeah. Well, you say that, but then the person in the front row might not be paying attention and going for a long ball and like whap you in the That's face. That's true. So, it's but just, it's easier to see probably, coming. But it's easier to see coming. If, you know, if you can see it coming at you, then if you're just saying there, someone smacks you in the probably back. Probably a lot of injuries in octuples tennis. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we come back, and Jenna and Tracy are in mediation. And this character doesn't get a name in this episode, but he comes back in a later episode when uh, Liz has to attend sexual harassment training, and his name is Jeffrey Wiener Wienerslave. Okay, I'm Jeffrey, I am a mediator, and you two are having a dispute. Now, why is that? Because Tracy thinks he can treat me unfairly because I'm a woman. What? Please, we are here because white folks think they can do whatever they want to do to black folks. It's like when Adrian Brody kissed Holla Berry at the Oscars. White people stole jazz, rock and roll, Will Smith, and heart disease. Now they think they could take my hard-earned money. Okay, well, if we look at how voice actors are normally compensated... Liz says in today's America, it's harder to be a woman than a black man. Liz Lemon, that chick is dumb. Okay. Tracy, do you know women still get paid less than men for doing the same job? Do you know it's still illegal to be black in Arizona? Do you have any idea how hard it is to be an overweight transgender in this country? Um, from a writing standpoint, I do really like the usage of the Adrian Brody Halle Berry thing. It's like twice. Well, it's right. I mean, they're both right, and it's yeah. like I mean, well, <laughs> we won't get into a deep discussion about intersectionality, but it's like they're they're both right, and it's not mutually exclusive. And there's you know, what I mean, yeah. there's it's it's. Uh, I mean, I guess part of the joke is right is that it's more it's that it's it's complicated because they are both right talking about you know Jenna talking about women and Tracy talking about like. Mm-hmm black people and white right. people um but it but it, it's clever how you see both ways and it works both ways and they're and they're and they're both right um um there's also uh on, so i think we've talked about this maybe not but so back in 2003 adrian brody was hosting an snl episode and sean paul was the musical guest mm-hmm. and you know like they when they throw to the musical guest like and now introducing blah 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 so for whatever reason adrian brody thought it would be really funny to wear fake dreadlocks and like Rastafarian affair or outfit and do like a really bad Rastafarian uh, impression, Jamaican impression, and like it's it's really bad. And so he did that, and uh, I guess the, it was probably like the second, uh, you know, that the second guest. Mm-hmm. So they finished out the episode, but he has been banned from SNL. So oh, really? Yeah, like he's not allowed to come back and. I guess maybe it was too many years. Uh, I mean, did, did production know he was going to do that? Because it seems. I no, mean, no. It was okay, definitely okay. Not so I was going to say, like, it seems. I mean, if like someone, someone had to approve it, then I mean, yeah. no, it seems like whoever. Break and he was doing yeah. that, and it's live, so Oy you vey. can't really cut away yeah. from that. So, 
it's it's really offensive and not funny um but i mean i I don't know maybe it was too many years apart or maybe it was because it was a an also nbc show they didn't want to say too much but yeah i feel like they could have made fun of adrian brody there too about that incident because yikes well uh so while uh tracy jenner in mediation liz is on the plane out to chicago and she's sitting next to a man who looks very much like Tim Gunn. I don't think he actually... I mean, he, he isn't actually Tim Gunn because I'm sure they would have made a mention of it if it were him or in some way. But it's just... She's an extra guy who looks a lot like Tim Gunn is what yeah. I noticed. Do you think she's doing any sleep crimes? <laughs> My guess, uh, slapping the guy in the face might be a sleep crime. I don't know. Uh, we come back and uh, Kenneth is is mulling over the... the uh, his Olympic hero, the Tyler Brody hoax, Tyler Brody hoax of, of Olympic tetherball, and uh, confesses to Jack about his morals. And Jack is trying to plead with him to not one not say anything, but also just understand that as 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 good as your conscience is, sometimes you just have to you have to do some things to 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 get through or whatever. He's trying to pitch. It's like I understand what I did was wrong, but there was a reason. Believe in the stars. It's like that doesn't even mean anything anymore. Kenneth. That's so funny to me. Because it's just so... I mean, it's the sort of thing that sounds like... Believe in the stars, like it could be profound, but it's like it's totally devoid. It doesn't mean anything. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it already doesn't mean anything, which I, I obviously is the joke when you say it doesn't right. mean anything anymore. It's like, believe in the stars. Yeah, like it, it sounds like a very 80s thing, like almost like a commercial or something, like yeah. a, a an ad of... Of all these like celebrities and, and athletes being like, you can do whatever you want and and uh, you know stay off like I don't know, it just seems like people saying like stay off drugs and do this and it's like, it seems like something pitched towards children which is perfect for Kenneth's character because he's right. basically an adult child, um, but it's like it's it's just one of those things. It's like when you actually think about what they're saying, it's like that's empty. That, that's nothing. They're not saying anything, and it's like also those oh don't do drugs kid like uh, Lawrence Taylor I think was one of the bigger guys. And in uh, football is like you know drugs are bad. Don't do drugs. And then he gets Beth, you know, gets busted for meth. And it's like, well, I can't really believe in that star anymore because you know. I'm sure I can trust your discretion about what happened in my office today. What you overheard was some rather grown-up talk. Was any of it real, Mr. Donaghy? Beer pong, jazzercise, women's soccer. You're not in Stone Mountain anymore, Kenneth. This is the real world, and not everything is in black and white. There's always a right thing to do, Mr. Donaghy. Just sometimes, it's not the easy thing to do. Tyler Brody was not the only hero I lost today, sir. The other hero was you, in case that I was got not... It, Kenneth. If it weren't for you people, I'd still be in Africa. Gorgeous, politically stable Africa. My people? Women are the oppressed ones. And it's even harder being a beautiful woman. Everyone assumes I don't try in bed. It's discrimination. Whatever. You couldn't last one day in my shoes, Maroney. Right, Tooth? No, thank you. I could totally be black. You should try being a white woman. Okay, I will. No, 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 no. I don't like what this is heading. Freaky Friday, social experiment. Oh, it's on. Where is Liz Lemon? I don't really think it's fair for me to be in a jury because I can read thoughts. Dismissed. I like that Princess Leia joke. 
Yeah. Because at the first, when I first saw it, I was like, oh man, that's a great one-off. And it comes back in a later episode. Yeah. We see it again and we see that it's not as effective in New York <laughs> as it is in Illinois. Also, it's an iconic gif. Yeah, it's absolutely. Uh, gif is how you say that word. Um, uh, but yeah, this is, I don't know, it's just this fun, fun back and forth. And Jenna is in the right here. Not in the argument of who has it harder, black women, or I'm sorry, uh, black people or white women. But she, I, I would absolutely think she is owed something. Oh, for sure. For her yeah. work. I mean, especially yeah. considering how much money it made. Like, yep. I mean, obviously, yep. obviously, they didn't sign a contract for her to be well, getting. Yeah. yeah, which, which is which is the initial mistake. But no, you're right. I think if, well, obviously, I'm not no, I'm not any sort of legal scholar or expert, but it does seem like she probably would have a legitimate case if. Yeah. You know, I mean, if there was literally no agreement whatsoever, that she would be entitled to something just because yeah. it's become she was a you know she was a she did voice work and became a massive success. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I I think apart from yeah, overall at the top, it it yes, like she does have a good case that she's entitled mm-hmm. to some uh, yeah. to some payment or something. Or something. I, I feel like just just Jenna being an actress, she would have some sort of wherewithal to get something in paper, get something in writing that would guarantee her some sort of. Um, not reparations, but you know, some sort of monetary payout of of doing this. Like, I'm not saying that it made a lot of money because of her, but she it clearly made a lot of money regardless, and she put work into it. So, I I would think she's owed something more than just whatever he gave her in the last episode. It yeah. was like what a gift card or, or a hug? No, they were hug coupons. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, well, plus. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know how the unit work, but it's like, you know, if you're part of, like, SAG, the actors, you know, like, mm-hmm. you, you have to pay the minimum amount for any work you do. So, I mean, I, I don't know if that applies to voiceover, but, I mean, if that falls into the same thing, then obviously, like, you know, she needed to get the minimum scale per day, yeah. so... Maybe it was a non-union video. Maybe, well, it was a brand-new production. Who knows? It's probably not part of the union. I don't know. I really don't know. We're overthinking it. We're overanalyzing. But it still, it's just like, I, on the surface level... Jenna is owed something more than hook coupons. Some sort of monetary payback, I think, would, would absolutely be fair. Anyway, uh, we come back. Uh, Liz is on her returning flight to New York. She's dropped her, her medication. And oh, one thing I want oh, to say quickly. It's just, they do talk about how you, you have to take pills to fly anywhere, but like the flight between um, Chicago and New York is really, I mean, really short. It yeah. can be more than an hour and a half or two. Like, I mean, if I if, do, people really. I mean, maybe people really do take pills for flights that short, even if it's not anxiety related. But I mean, it just seems like for maybe. such a short hop, that wouldn't be a yeah, a, not something that would knock you out. Does yeah. seem a little too much. I, we haven't talked about it yet. So well, we don't. Neither one of us takes medication when we fly, but yeah. I do have, have to take, take uh, Dramamine. Dramamine because for whatever reason, as I've gotten you older, I get motion sickness or air sickness or whatever, and it doesn't happen all the time. But uh, I remember the first time we flew out to Oklahoma, um, it was, and it was the first time it had ever happened to me. Uh, I basically met your parents with vomit in one hand, saying, well, Hi, no, don't let this be indicative of anything. A bag. Uh, 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 sorry, yeah, no, no actual Shake vomit. your hand. Yeah, yeah. vomit on my hand. No, like, it was a bag of... Because I didn't throw it away on the plane for whatever reason. There was no trash cans from us getting Yeah, the and the next here. trash can wasn't until after you got past the Yeah, I couldn't like, walk where, past yeah. them to like, yeah. sorry, ignore me. But yeah, and so every now and then, every every flight we take, no matter how short, I just, I make sure to take Jeremy because yeah. it's embarrassing and it's gross and it's just like, 
Those bags I mean, whatever. Also, I know. It's, the bags are there for a reason because people yeah, get airsick. Also, I mean, those bags are not that durable. Yeah, uh, I would advise true, having two learned. bags yeah. uh, so you can put the sick bag in an empty bag so if there's any sort of leakage. Gosh. It's it's <laughs> gross. It's gross. Sorry. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Um, so Liz uh, meets Orpo. Welcome aboard flight 1876 to New York. Mm. Hello? Lemon is part of our deal to keep him quiet. Tyler Brody is going to be on your show this week, but he won't do any tetherball stuff. Boy, Jack, it must be nice to dump your problems on other people. It is. Uh, Lemon, do you think Kenneth admires you? Sure. That kid looks up to everybody. He calls Tracy's lizard, sir. So someone would have to be a complete monster to lose his respect. Yeah. I don't know what we're talking about. We're talking about nobody. A hillbilly nobody that doesn't know anything. Mm. Hello? Tracy is a white woman, Liz. What? He's trying to prove that being a white woman is easier than being a black man. Wait, no, what, what about the mediation? Oh, we are way past that. This is going to be bigger than when Tyra Banks put on that fat suit. And don't worry, when I prove Tracy wrong, you'll get all the credit. What are you going to do? Hello? Liz, it's Becky, your college roommate. I'm sorry, who? Hey, Liz Lemon, you're already treating me with more respect. Oh, God, Tracy. You wait till I test this noise out on society. Minds will be blown. No, no society. Do not go outside. Do not let Jack Donaghy see you. Tracy, listen to me. Oh, boy. This pills, I'm strong. You can't fix this, Liz Lemon. It's about race. It's about being a woman. It's about money. It's about being on TV. And no one understands all that. Oh. I'm gonna call you back. I'm sitting next to Borpo. That's a good framing of Tracy saying all that, and just in the background, she she sits down, and you see it just as he says, "No one understands anything about all that." Like that, that was that was that was a fun reveal of Oprah uh, or Pam, <laughs> technically, or Borpo or Borpo. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but no, this is uh, so. This is the I guess the highlight of the episode is Oprah Winfrey's on Thirty Rock, and uh, she uh, she spends a lot of time on screen, and there's a lot of funny bits in it. Um, I don't really have much uh, familiarity with Oprah. I know she's been around basically since I've been alive. Obviously, she's been around since I've been alive, but she's been on TV or some sort of uh, some some facet of media since I've been around. I just yeah, my mom used to watch her show yeah. when I was a kid all the time. Yeah, but so I, I would see it obviously sometimes after right. school. But I never sought it out or anything. It just yeah. was like. But I mean, she's done. I mean, she's done. Yeah. She's a movie. I mean, she started an entire network. She has a network now. Yeah, a magazine, which I think is still going. I believe so. Yeah, which I mean, given the magazine uh, yeah. industry is, is yeah. pretty remarkable, but. Yeah, I don't know. I don't have too much familiarity with Oprah other than just knowing that she was a TV well, person. Other than being a very a successful slash media yeah. legend. Yeah, like and seemingly uh, clean. I don't think she has anything like skeleton. Too many skeletons in her closet that would dismiss. Her I mean, nothing. Yeah, I, I mean, there was some tell-all book that came out. Um, I don't know, maybe ten or so years ago now, maybe a little bit less than that. Where uh, by by Kitty Kelly, who her she's this I I guess journalist. I don't know basically, but her thing is she's been she's been writing tell alls about like powerful people over the years. So, and I remember reading it. it I mean, it, it was just kind of 
Gatsby and Silly and I mean yeah nothing I mean obviously there were like things about like I, I remember there's one scene about I can't remember but obviously Oprah's big thing for a while was was her weight and mm-hmm. making sure like they wrote about some scene where one night she was so depressed about something she had her chef make her pan after pan of macaroni and cheese and she ate it all something like that and like that was a sort of quote unquote salacious scandalous <gasps> thing and it's just well it's just like I mean right. it, just, it just felt kind of cheap and not I mean like yeah I mean, gossip, I don't know, that sort of celebrity gossip can be entertaining if it's like, if it, if it, I don't know, if, there are ways I guess it can be funny or silly to follow, but like yeah. someone like, because they're depressed, like eating, like binge eating is like not funny or sad and doesn't make me think like, yeah. oh, she's, you know, like, what a poor, you know, or, right. you know, and just like, it's just, it's, soul, it's just like, like, oh, like she was going through a tough time, like that's not funny yeah. or entertaining or whatever you're about. So like, so I mean, I guess that book is the only thing I know of that like had, you know, just had whatever tell-all stories. Well, I guess there's it. also, like, there's the long-running joke of her and Stedman. Yeah. Like, they never... I, did they ever... I don't know if they ever... No. They never officially got married, but they were engaged for a long time, but she also had the friendship with Gail, and there was the rumors, like, ooh, she's a lesbian because her and Gail hang out way more than her and Stedman. It's like, yeah. even if that's true, who cares? But it's also, I understand that's important for a lot of reasons because... You know, a, 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 an African American industry legend being, you know, potentially bisexual or or lesbian, being so open in a relationship would be important and, and vital. But at the same time, it's like it really is no one's business but their own. So it's just like the yeah. fact that that was such a long running joke that it's just like, oh my god, just stop. I don't know. I but so Oprah is doing her best to help Liz Lemon, who is just vomited a bunch of emotional distress upon her again she still thinks she's oprah she does not realize this is a tween little girl a very emotionally astute yeah middle school uh, yeah girl. i mean she like like she says at the end i believe i can do anything like she owns it she's doing very well but we as a viewer also doesn't know does not know that this is an oprah so we're also buying into it a lot of us women eat emotionally, Liz, and while we're not always in control of our feelings, we do control the decisions we make. I know, of course. Now, you say that you want a child, and yet you let Jenna and Tracy fill that role in your life. Maybe you're afraid of taking that next step. Oh my God, that's it. Now that we've leveled off, I think they're going to serve us a little snack. So true, so wise. You know, when you say that to everything, It makes me feel like you're not listening. Sorry. Here, try this. It's wonderful. Saltwater taffy from Rhode Island. Wow, is this one of your favorite things? Oh, yes. And I have so many wonderful favorite things this year. Sweater capes, calypso music, paisley tops, Chinese checkers, high heel flip-flops that lift up your (laughs) butt and give you a workout. Ah. And you, Liz Lemon. Too many women are wearing themselves too thin these days. And what suffers because of that? Your bowel movements. Personal life. Personal life, yes. I want to help you. What can I do? Oh my God, would you say, please welcome Liz Lemon? No, but here is what I will do. While I'm in New York, if you want, I can stop by and I can talk to Tracy and Jenna. Solve that little problem for you. So you can concentrate on Liz for once. Oh, you are the best person in the whole world. Again, another pretty subtle uh, reference to that Jenna and Tracy are the children that Liz 
kind of already has. So like, well, I wouldn't say subtle. It was it's pretty. Uh, yeah, but I mean, it's not something that's immediately paid off. Right. It's something we'll see later on as the seasons go on. But um, it's it's them like planting the seeds of like, yeah, she is already a parent, just not in the traditional sense of actually having, you know, children, children. So, um, yeah, so. It's yeah. fun. I also feel like Oprah's favorite things there was a pretty good clue that it wasn't actually Oprah from <laughs> the yeah. saltwater taffy and the uh, Calypso. Well, I mean, who, who knows? Because I guess Oprah right. just hasn't, but it's like, you know, but sweater caves yeah. and all sort of they're just sort of like, yeah. makes Which, a lot more sense when it's a random 12-year-old girl and not yeah. Oprah. Yeah, but I, I forget that, like, she was sort of a, a, a an influencer. And I mean, she literally had like, was it a weekly or a monthly thing where she would do like a favorite things? Um, I don't know if it was in the uh, magazine or if I was on her show. It, it was, was on like, her show because okay. I remember um, one time it was it was near the end of the show's run. I remember like I was in the gym or something like they had on the TVs, and it was just like it was her favorite things episode, and she was just like brought out all this and this and yeah. this and that, and it was like it might have been around the holidays maybe even. So I don't know if it was something she did around the holidays, which would make sense because people buy it then for right. gifts and stuff in the season. Yeah. But I mean, she was a huge influencer. Yeah. She would she. She could sell something without oh, yeah. actually anything and uh, i mean obviously i guess we I haven't even mentioned it but arguably the biggest oprah moment is her giving everyone cars oh, right. yeah. and her audience and the reaction that caused and, and i guess even at that time the memes that it had caused and uh just yeah my one of my favorite like repurposed <laughs> memes is um <laughs> it's it's like she's like everyone gets beans <laughs> and it's just like this package opens and someone's like uh, photoshopped it and all, all these bees are flying out but it's still the same crowd reaction and they're all like screaming and there's all these bees buzzing about it's just so goofy and it's like and then like <laughs> it cuts back to over and she's like dancing like, <laughs> celebrating and like I unleashed bees on people no one's gonna stop me I'm Oprah <laughs> it's just so goofy I love it it's so much fun ah but we get to what is arguably the most offensive scene but to me is also the funniest because of just how over the top it is tracy with his mom and a lot of this is visual um but tracy completely in white <laughs> white face except for his hand because he insisted his buttocks be be white as well so he has a giant monster claw on his hand and then basically jack has to to mediate all of it um, by saying that the white man has the hardest job because they make all the decisions in the world. Jack, what are you doing down here? It's been a real crazy day, Lemon. We're bidding to build a wind farm in Turkey. I'm trying to convince the board to sell the locomotive division. And Kenneth is being a real stick in the mud. Oh, well, there's uh, nothing to see down here. Everything is under control in Studio 6H. Good morning. No! No, 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 wait, stop. Why do you have a monster claw? They ran out of white makeup because I insisted they do my buttocks. Good morning. What is going on here? Jenna and I are doing a social experiment. No, you're not. Wait, what is Jenna doing? You gotta ease on down, ease on down. No, 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 no. I'm just gonna stop that right now. No, no, no. This is worse than when you wore your shorts to work. You realize this is incredibly offensive. Yes. And you realize blackface makeup reignites racial stereotypes African-Americans have worked for hundreds of years to overcome. Here we go. Yeah, it's 
bad. I get it. Go get some baby wipes. We're trying to prove who has it hardest in America, women or black men. I'll tell you who has it the hardest, white men. We make the unpopular, difficult decisions, the tough choices. We land on the moon in Normandy Beach, and yet they resent us. Well, sir, I'm sorry to disagree, but I am also a white man. Uh, no, you are not. Socioeconomically speaking, you are more like an inner-city Latina. The point is, men like me have to step in and clean up messes like this. No, you don't. I've got this under control. She's coming, Jack. Oprah is coming, and she's going to fix everything. Oprah! Clearly, a lot of commercials were made about her just saying, Oprah, Oprah, Oprah. So yeah. I could already see the advertisement for that episode. Um, but there's also a lot of fun uh, eye rolls and like background acting going on during this. Like, so uh, when um, Jenna is saying, uh, you know, who has it harder, white men, or I'm sorry, black women, I'm sorry, black people or white women, like Jack, like leans over to Tracy and is like, or I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Tufer is saying, you know, why blackface is so offensive. And like Jack leans under to Tracy, who's in the white face, and is like, here we go. It's like, Tracy would side with Tufer, like, but because he's in the white makeup, right. I completely think, oh, I've got a white person I can agree with here. And then there's when Jack starts talking about white white men have the hardest, like, Tufer just rolls his eyes so hard. And uh, then when Jack's like, no, Kenneth, you're a, you're a Latino, yeah, inner city Latina, like, Tracy looks at him and is like, <laughs> I agree. <laughs> it's just like, uh, there's just a lot of moments going on that that it's yeah. like, and I think that's an example of a of a joke about race that's mm-hmm. still like funny because it's like, I mean, it, it is sort of offensive because then you're saying like interesting Latinos, you're saying oh they're like you know poor and calling them poor. So it's like I mean, it's I can see where someone could take it as offensive, but it's also like it's clever enough where it's mm-hmm. like you know it's still I don't know like it, it, it it's still clever sort of in, in, in it's a way. clever enough that it's like it's not harmless, but yeah. it's like. It's like I get the joke here, and it's it's on a level that it's like I get it. It's it's funny because yeah. he's not saying he's not saying anything bad about inner-city Latinas necessarily, other than that just because of Kenneth's social standing and his his money standing, that he would be in a different tax bracket. Right. Which, and, based off Jack's ideas of of what's rich and poor, he would consider any inner-city Latina the same level as Kenneth. Yeah. And I mean, even if you, even if someone did find offensive, like at least like there's some, I don't know, has an angle of cleverness. Even mm-hmm. if you say, oh, that joke, like it's offensive and it failed, like at least like it's trying for something as opposed to just like literally squawking out racial stars. You know what I mean? Like right. better to have that discussion and say, okay, I find it offensive for this reason or whatever. And, or, you know, I do find it funny and I do blah, blah, blah. But you know what I mean? Like it, it, at least when there's some like brain power behind it, it just, it, it's more productive. I don't know. A more yeah. productive attempt of comedy, more productive discussion, you know, yeah. just... I, but the demographics have changed. TV has changed. And you know, also when you're on, you know, I don't know. It's just, yeah. I guess I just wish the conversation around it were more productive because, like, I mean, th- there is an element where you, if you're a creative person, like, you need to see out your vision and you shouldn't let other people influence it because you, that's how you, you mean, you know what I mean? Like, you sometimes if you let too much of you back in, then you sacrifice some of the fun. But at the same time, like, if when someone says... Well, I mean, when you're squawking out racial, racial stories, that's just like, just dumb, whatever. But I mean, even just in general, you know, if someone said, oh, I, you know, oh, this is offensive or whatever, like, if the response, I, I just wish there was a more productive conversation, like, oh, I understand your point of view, and as opposed to just saying, oh, well, you're a trigger, you know what I mean? Like, right. like I mean, it even if, yeah, and you can even say, you know, like, well, I disagree with that, but you know what I mean? But it's just, like, we're so quick to not have an unproductive, just like, oh, you're a and oh, you're racist, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. 
And it would be easier if someone says, oh, I think this is racist or I think it's bad because of this. And then the response is then, oh, you know, oh, I, I, I at least try to think about it and say, oh, I see why you say that or something like that. Yeah. As opposed to just going to, oh, everyone's so triggered you can't say anything these yeah. days because you, you know what I mean? It's like the whole the whole conversation around it is toxic. And I mean, again, when when literally your comedy, quote unquote, comedy is just spitting out racial stories, it's hard to it's hard to defend hard the to creative the development in that. But I mean, I just wish like just the the conversation was just I don't know more productive. It's just like it just seems a point. It's like you just have slinging mud, and it's like. I don't know, like, no one feels good after being involved mm. in it, and I mean, I'm sure everyone ends up has, with a sense of superiority, because they're like, oh, I know I'm right, blah, blah, right. blah, and just, so, it's, I don't know, it's just the whole conversation yeah. around it is just, is just unproductive. Like, if people, I don't know, like, it, I, I think, you know, it's totally fine to say, I don't know, like, I I, I, I see you're offended, and like, accept that point of view, mm-hmm. as a, and, you know, I mean, I guess it's just people take it personally, especially when it comes to race. Like right. people don't never want to be called a racist, even if you know they are. So it's like, fits. right, right. But so it's like, you know, like instead of, I don't know, I guess they, they, they take any sort of criticism like that as a personal affront and then they just want to strike back as opposed to having a, just say, Oh, like I understand your point of view, even if in the end they disagree and they still want to make this kind of joke. It's like, you know what I mean? Like there's just like lack of effort to even mm-hmm. communicate. Which, I mean, it's just a human thing in general. I mean, I guess a, a, a lot of discourse and around everything is, is become... No one likes to be told... Battles that, instead of... No one likes to be told, don't do this. Conversation. Because, yeah. and especially in someone in a title position, doesn't want to be told not to do something. Like, you tell a child not to do something, they're going to do it because, you know, anti-authority or like, well, there's a reason someone told me not to do this. I have to figure this out. I want to do it now. Um, and I'm not saying that Shane Gillis is a child that will do whatever he wants because he's been told not to do it. But in this instance, that's that's how it appears to me is no one wants to be told to not do something. And when they're told they can't do that or they can't say that or they shouldn't say that, then they fire back with, well, freedom of speech or you're just, you know, too sensitive. And, and it's just like, God, those that's a stereotype in and of itself. That's your, that's your initial reaction yeah. to someone telling you that what you said is offensive is, oh, you're just triggered. It's like, oh my god, like, can we let that trope die already? Like, just get rid of that already. Like, the, there's so many jokes that have been made about that, that it's not even funny anymore. It's just, like, predictable. And it's just, I don't know. Just own up to a mistake. And even if you don't honestly feel sincerity or whatever, just apologize. Just own up to what you said and just grow up. Just realize what you said has offended a number of people and you will... Pr- try and not do it again at least not in a public setting if you're behind the scenes and you're in your private life and that's what you want to talk about with your friends and no one's ever going to hear it i'm not advocating it but you can get it all out of your system then but if you're in a position where almost of a power stance where people are going to be listening to you and you have a platform and people will take away from what you've said and think that it's the new norm that's when you have to realize there's a responsibility and you have to understand like what you're saying has like effects i mean um this is uh, this will be the last thing i say about it but you you've heard you've heard of pewdiepie you know who yeah, that is yeah. right um he's if you don't know he's gigantic youtube he's the biggest youtube star ever and he's gotten a, a lot of flack over the last couple of years. He said offensive things. He literally was just doing, he was doing a stream where he got killed in the game and he called the person the N-word. And in the same breath, you know, he immediately apologized for what he said. And he's like, I'm so sorry about that. I, I didn't mean it. Um, but there was a big, you know, backlash against him because of what he said. And, you know, like, that's, that's your go-to when you're frustrated 
then you probably say that may, way more. Like yeah. that—that's not a word that just pops in your head when you're angry, you know. Um, and so there's a lot of people that are just outright calling him racist because he said it, and he's defended like, no, it was the heat of the moment again. Like you don't say that word in the heat of the moment unless you probably just utter mm-hmm. it on a regular basis. Um, so he's he's been under fire for a lot of things that he said or that he's done. Um, but a lot of people argue like. You know, just if you don't like him, you can forgive him. Or and some people are saying, "Well, it's a cultural thing." You know, he's Swedish and blah blah blah. And it, it might. And I'm like, I, I don't believe that. I feel like if anything, Sweden they, is even more, yeah, much more I mean, they have, socially to the left of yeah. the U.S. Well, um, I mean, well, well, no, I shouldn't say. I, Sweden, obviously, being their history of being a Northern European, very white country, like they have had their own like uncomfortable they're not with squeaky clean. Well, exactly. Well, I mean, with yeah. immigrant. With obviously there are a lot of immigrants in the country, so Sweden is having issues with just that that they haven't had historically. But but he is, and this wasn't like his first day on the job. Like he is a very, I mean, he had been on the number one YouTube for years at this point. So he speaks the language well. He knows what pejoratives are. He knows what offensive slang is. There's no excusing it to me. I don't think there's an, ever an excuse for someone to say that in a in a hot moment of, of a heated was it with the the the, the, the joke now a heated gator mo- a heated gator mo- a gamer moment is they just say slurs when they get upset and we were playing tennis earlier and I got upset and I was saying like swears but I wasn't saying slurs I wasn't screaming out anything that would be offensive. Well, here's your gold star here's for my, not being yeah, racist. I'm not racist. I got my gold star. Um, yeah, it's just I don't. It's just, it's inexcusable at this point. So I don't know. Maybe it'll all get worked out one day. Fingers probably crossed. not. Probably not. Racists will still be racists. And uh, so at, yeah. So so after testing Kenneth's morality, Jack finally gives in and admits that Kenneth is just morally superior to all of us. Or is he? Or is he? Well, Kenneth, I give up. I thought pure morality died with Chuck Heston, but you proved me wrong. You are better than all of us. You are one. Latina Fantastica. Hola. Kenneth Ellen Parcell, you are my hero. You don't mean hero like sandwich, do you? Uh, no, Kenneth. Not like sandwich. So our last uh, couple of scenes of the episode, again, we understand we're playing a lot of clips and we're running a little bit longer than we typically do. Uh, but the mediation with Oprah has finally come to a head. Tracy and Jenna and Liz meet Pam. Oprah's coming. I haven't seen Oprah since she did that episode about the worst celebrity dads. Um, Liz, your guest is here. Oprah! Hello, Liz Lemon! Uh, how you doing? Hi! What were you on? That's a kid. That does explain some of the stuff she said. I get to fly first class because my mom's a flight attendant. I lost my headgear at Six Flags. My boyfriend's in ninth grade. It's not Oprah. I thought it was Oprah. It's a spunky little tween. Now, as I am sure Liz has told you, I am Pam. Pam? I'm a middle school class vice president, a certified and trained babysitter, and I recently got internet in my room. I think I gave her wine. I believe I can achieve anything. So, let's get down to solving this problem. Which one of you is Jana? Well, I want to say real quick, Pam is played by Raven Goodwin, mm-hmm. who well, I think she did a couple of Z shows. I know her originally from 
a super underrated show called Huge that was on ABC Family a while ago. It also starred Nikki Blonsky from Hairspray. Basically, the premise was it was teenagers at like a a summer fat camp. Mm -hmm. And just, I mean, it was really good. Like it was, it was, uh, I guess, dramedy, but Mm -hmm. it was like very character driven and like really, really good writing. It only lasted one season, but Mm -hmm. I feel like it's, I don't know, like it's, it was almost too soon because that show, short show aired now. It would probably be on a streaming service where we get a ton of critical mm-hmm. acclaim and probably be renewed just on that basis. Yeah. It was the sort of thing where it did get a lot of critical acclaim, but no one watched it. And it was just like, even though, I mean, it was about teenagers, it was emotion. I don't know, like, it was, I don't want to say like, about, like too CW, mature. do you think it would work on CW? Or was it like, is CW dipped too hard in being like the crazy Riverdale uh, style? Well, I mean, it's like, not even like, I, I would even say like, it's it's a, like even Jane the Virgin Crazy Ex-Girlfriend are like acclaimed CW shows, but it was it was a different sort of show from that too. It was just, mm-hmm. um, well, the, I think the, the showrunner did My So-Called Life. So it was... I guess similar like sort of character driven emotional team thing so maybe sort of the, 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 that would be the the best thing to compare it to I don't know um, but it was really really good it only lasted one season yeah. I did, uh, aside from this uh, I know she had a short run on Glee mm-hmm. um, and she had a one episode uh, in New Girl and I think one of the first or the second season where she was teaching the kids how to play bells she was like the the rebellious girl of the group um, but I don't have too much familiarity with the actress. Yeah, she was also in a show on Showtime called Smilf, um, mm-hmm. which well, it's a weird show. Like it was a really good show, but the the showrunner got caught up in some weird scandal where there was an actress on the show who had like a no nudity clause and like tried to force her to do a topless scene and then it was supposed to be a close set and the cameras were left on. Like it was really weird. Basically, Showtime ended up canceling because of all the. All the just, I mean, I mean, it, it was very inappropriate mm-hmm. and, and you no know, harassment, but it was a really good show. And it's just like, it's weird that because, I mean, the show itself was fairly like, I don't know, I feel like feminist and aggressive. Like, it's, I, you think someone who would write that would have the emotional acuity not to be inappropriate and mm-hmm. abusive like that. But anyway, she yes. was on that show and it was a good show, but it was just kind of, it was weird and ended in a weird way. But anyway, th- 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 that's the most recent thing I know her from, I guess. Well, good for her. She's a young actress. I'm sure she'll, yeah. she'll, oh, yeah. she'll do a lot of good stuff. Oh, hello, Mr. Donaghy. Did you have a good night, Kat? Oh, yes, sir. Hardly any screaming from the colonel. Actually, I was thinking, we all try to be perfect, but the world, uh, maybe, well, uh, what I'm trying to say... There's a whole channel on the cable that just tells you what's on the other channels. I know, Kenneth. It's okay. I'm glad I'm not a white man, Mr. Donaghy. Uh-huh. Is SpongeBob SquarePants supposed to be terrifying? You're darn right he is, Kenneth. Yesterday, Liz and I realized that she's probably wearing the wrong bra size. Oh. Yep, that one's definitely bigger. And that made me feel sad. Now show me your emotion drawings. Tracy, your emotion is upside down. That's the way my world is right now. I guess I'm gonna have to clean up your mess after all. She's 12. How did I... It's okay. It happens to the best of us. 
In-flight medication is how I met M. Night Shyamalan until it turned out to be. That was the best day of my life. Liz, we worked it out. I've been hearing, but I haven't been listening. And I need to stop being a frenemy and be your real BFF. <laughs> well, it looks like my work here is done. So, I'll see you at my parents' house for dinner. My best friend Gail can't make it because she has some algebra test tomorrow. Oh, Gail. <laughs> Good job, Lemon. Good job, Pam, really. Be a white man. Take credit. Hmm. Lean on me when you're not strong. We're, we're not and doing I'll that now. Be... Stop that. Do you hear me? But the last thing we get uh, sort of very odd. So basically the story's wrapped up and we get a pre-credits last bit here of just basically more Liz and Oprah goofing about on the plane. I don't think I should be drinking this. Oh, come on. Like you never have a drink? Well, I did have some champagne at my cousin's wedding once. Yeah, you did. To Oprah. My name is Pam. <laughs> oh, Oprah. All right, let's believe in the stars. I believe in the stars now. Yay, we did it. The stars are believed. Uh, again, is that celebrity stars or gas things in the sky? Gas things in the sky. <laughs> oh, yay, we figured it out. Um, yeah, uh, I, st- um, I still love this episode uh, because of the monster claw scene and the the panic that's that's set in from from Tracy doing whiteface and Jenna doing blackface again in modern light I could absolutely see it, someone not laughing and 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 not thinking that it's funny but I just I have a, I guess almost a nostalgia attached to it that I just remember just being in tears as an entitled white man <laughs> watching this many years ago on Hulu and just loving every scene. Um, the, the Liz Lemon uh, as Princess Leia jury duty is an often uh, recognized moment from this episode. It's just, it's so goofy and over the top. Um, I, I still think this stands out as, 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 as a great episode, um, but I could totally get in a modern light why it wouldn't be seen as memorable or memorable for different reasons. So, final thoughts on Believe in the Stars. Oprah's a star. Oprah's a star, and so is Pam. Hooray! Pam is the biggest star of all. She did it. She is the senior, or I'm sorry, middle class vice president. Middle class vice president? Middle school class vice president. And she uh, she mediated between two actors. Good job, Pam. Put that on your resume, Pam. You're going to be. So is Jenna going to get her money? Oh, I don't. I think that's the end of it. I don't. I don't think the story goes any further. I don't think there's anything that comes out of this now. So, story's wrapped up. Well, so. BFFs don't ask their BFFs for money, so... That's true. And we also learned that Jack and Tracy are BFFs, but for different reasons, as we'll get to. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, any other final thoughts before we wrap up? Nope. All right, well, as always, thank you for joining us on Go to There. Uh, if you like what we're doing, you can rate and review and all that fun stuff on Apple Podcasts, assuming it hasn't changed its name with the latest iOS update, because a lot of stuff has changed now. Uh-oh. Um, but, uh... Yeah, and our coffee is ko-fi.com backslash go to there. And we will see you next time in episode 39, season 3, episode 3, the one with the cast of Night Court.
That's the one we get Jennifer Aniston on. So and the cast of Night Court. And some of the cast of Night Court. And uh, yeah, it's a writing off of this success. Another to me, in my head, a very funny episode. Um, we get to see Jennifer Aniston being the most uh, almost comedic cartoon character that I think I've really seen her be in a really long time. And uh, yeah, we'll talk more about it next week. David, take us out. See you next time. is dumb.